All right, are we ready? I don't know. We are. No more no more boys. <clears throat> Everybody shut your boys on tabs. Uh, do it. Don't sass me with your eyes, David. Make me do that. Okay. So <laughs> Fuck you, Casey. I didn't close my boys own tabs. I was listening to a boys own song called Words. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> are good movies and there are great movies but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema fuck you and your gun you prick we are three film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find set around our monthly theme to answer one simple question would you watch it again i'm jay and i'm joined by dave hello and Casey. Trust every man you meet with a beard and a hood. <laughs> every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. What's this month's theme, Dave? Well, this month, we're taking things across the pond. We're looking for movies from the United Kingdom, and it's been a little bit of a mixed bag for us. Uh, last week, we attacked the writer's block with Attack the Block. Maybe the mistake is... That we're going across the pond, and we've been watching all British movies, and there's more okay. over there than just that. So, Casey, what did we watch this week? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> all I can really tell you is the name from 1998, Fatal Deviation. It's free on YouTube. And I did not know what to expect coming in. I don't understand what went in. And I'm sorry for whatever is going to come out. I, I'm pretty clear on everything except for the title. I still don't understand how that relates to the film in any way at all. I, I can also. Okay, oh. okay, save it then. Casey, I guess you're right. Before I give any explanations, we're going to need an elevator pitch from you where you sell us on this movie in 10 seconds or less. Here's your setup you just returned back to town after a decade of being away to get vengeance. For the murder of your parents. However, Case, you get trapped in a barn where all you have to do to get out is just throw some bales of hay. But, you know, we know you and your back. I've got a glass back. What? Yeah, there's absolutely <laughs> no yeah, way. Never getting out of there. So in the 10 seconds before your first attempt becomes your last attempt, sell us on this movie. A 1998 love letter to Van Damme films made by the only other person on the planet who comes close to wanting to fuck Van Damme as bad as me, Jimmy Bennett. <laughs> Eight seconds! I, oh, damn. He's the only wow. one that comes close, and the only thing that may, like, edge him towards, like, closer is, like, he took the time to get fit and emulate Van Damme. He did. Uh, he's also trained with Van Damme. I know he's been in movies. We've seen yeah. movies with him in them <laughs> that we didn't really pay attention to. He looks like a fucking creature with his head shaved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. He looks so much more normal with hair. I mean, same can be said of a lot of. Right. But you're not Sinead, buddy, and neither am I. I know my looks. That's why I don't shave my lumpy ass potato head. The only way for us to figure out whether Ireland or England has better shitty movies, is for us to go over the movie that shitty cinema watched. Jimmy Bennett is returning to his small Irish town after a decade in reform school to avenge the murder of his father. 
Things get spicy right away since Jimmy is constantly around damsels in distress who can only be helped by someone whose first response is face kicks. Good news, Jimmy excels at face kicks. Yeah, I'm thinking those facts might be related, that the fact that he's good at face kicks is why they're his first response. <laughs> Mine is humor. When yeah, I'm uncomfortable, yeah. his is face kicks. Yeah, but, you know, strategy. I, I can't get my foot up to face height, so, like, I'd probably feel a lot differently about that if I could. <laughs> yeah, the people I can, it's like, I don't want to kick my mom in the face. She's already small. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a, a push would work. Not even a hard one. Well, the bad news is that face-kicking the local gang lands Jimmy in a rough spot. The gang leader, an old man called Laughlin, is the one that killed Jimmy's father. So instead of returning the face-kicks, but with a bullet, he decides he's going to try and recruit Jimmy, which is a great decision. I love it. I love it. You hate people? You should be a server. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'll go get you an application. Yeah, I mean, uh, sometimes those people do work out. Yeah, but they he hates him specifically. Like, this is, oh, you hate me? You should work for me. I don't think he'd recovered those memories yet. I thought it was, like, when he came back home, that's when he started to, like, oh, yeah, it was that tiny leprechaun man that clapped my ears, <laughs> to, my dad's ears to death. Right. Either way, what's better than getting the son of the man you murdered to work for you now? At, at the same time, Jimmy's face-kicking is witnessed by a monk that just so happens to be part of a local kung fu monastery operating in secret. Okay, time out. They say yeah. monk. He's clearly a fucking wizard. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah He's a yeah. wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> he has grease stains all around his mouth. His whole beard is white except around <laughs> his mouth like a fucking butthole. I have never seen a more wizard wizard in all my days. Right. That's the first thing Casey said. Is that a wizard? He's got a whiskey whiskey stain around his whole mouth hole. That's not a monk. I called him a wizard last week because when I checked to make sure the movie was available, I skipped to a scene he was in and just went, there's a wizard in this, I guess. We'll find out later what that's about. Exactly. So the monastery is the kind of secret where you publicly advertise about your secret kumite tournament. Yes. That kind of secret, right? All over the whole town town. with a population of like 13. (laughs) But also apparently internationally. Yeah. Yes. They operate internationally. We'll get to that. So seeing Jimmy's sick moves, he offers to train him to compete in their kumite. Jimmy decides he's going to turn that in the offer to work for Laughlin, though. Instead of putting a bullet in Jimmy, Laughlin orders his henchman back from Hong Kong to beat Jimmy in the Kumite knockoff tournament. <laughs> I just love that he's like, oh, we could kill him, or I could get my guy from Hong Kong to fly back and right, do... and beat him in a tournament. Like, yeah. oh, like, is he no some No matter type what of... the grand prize is, it's not going to offset the cost of that ticket unless you, like... <laughs> Absolutely have so many not. air miles, you can, like, just buy flights to Hong Kong... In which case, don't let me be your financial advisor. Yes. If the grand prize of this kumite turns out to be a sheep, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> but the most beautiful <laughs> one you've ever seen. Yeah. Either way, the Hong Kong badass being flown back is named Seagulf. So, like, Seagull. Seagull. I didn't know Seagull. that he had a name. Seagull, like the bird. Oh, I'm. 
did they know at the time that that's how Steven Seagal's name is supposed to be pronounced and they were making fun of him? <laughs> Can't assume anything about this movie. Keep I, it moving. I, okay. I don't ask. So many. Now I'm only imagining that he is a parody of Seagal because he kind of acts like it and it's sort of perfect. Right? And he looks like it too. Oh my God. And the man's is clearly it? got some inspirations. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, either way, not intimidated by a man that you can just like throw a bit of be- bread to distract him. That's that's a duck. <laughs> that's not a person. That's Steven Seagal. <laughs> Shit. Laughlin decides to up the stakes by kidnapping Nicola, one of the damsels in distress that Jimmy had saved earlier in the movie. Yeah, and Nicola is also the flame of Mikey, who's the son of Laughlin. You know, it's a classic, she's Was too scared to tell her him name? no, but really wants Jimmy kind of situation. Was that her name? Yeah. I called her Sweet D the whole time. She looked <laughs> just like Sweet D. <laughs> she is an Irish Sweet D. It is kind of, she, yeah, it's, bird-like. It's, it's a sweet D, D is bird-like. an Irish Sweet D. It's just Sweet D. Yeah. Ant. <laughs> it looks just like D from Always Sunny. Mikey, also one of Laughlin's gangsters, sends Jimmy a note about the tournament. Either Jimmy gets loose or else. <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> like, take some poppers. The, you, I mean, like, you don't have to stretch. go to all this. Yeah. yeah, Make sure you stretch. Or, like, maybe, because I'm assuming that was supposed to say lose or else, have a second <laughs> piece of paper and shoot that scene again? No. No. Get him. Get him. Get him loose. <laughs> get him real loose. Either way. I'm I, so glad because I'm like, am I being ridiculous no, no, right no, now? No. But that, okay. <laughs> One of many times no. I rewound this movie because I went, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Either way, the idea is that he needs to throw the kumite or Nicola's going to suffer the consequences for it. Jimmy briefly tries to quit, but his kung fu monk advises him otherwise because he's got a plan. See? Step one, win the kumite. Step two, Nothing bad happens to Nicola for magic monk reasons. Uh, And then step three, she's fine. Like, go have a picnic. Jimmy has a series of montages where he learns more kung fu in completely original training sequences that were not lifted from, say, hard target or blood sport or kickboxer. Never heard of it. What? What? In fact, the head monk also trained Jimmy's father. And you might think that this will reveal the secret behind Jimmy's father's death. But if you guessed that, then you played yourself. Wrong, bitch. That's not how PTSD works. No. You gotta <laughs> wait until you're almost dead, and then your brain will reveal its secrets. Oh, hey, while you're dying, let's remember the stuff you couldn't physically process before. All right, Fuck you're you, finally brain. as old as you're gonna get, buddy. So <laughs> here you go. <laughs> you're old enough. As it seems like Jimmy's going to be knocked out, he has a flashback where he recalls watching Laughlin murder his father with a katana. Apparently. Oh, Laughlin with the katana in the fireplace room. Yes. Yes, I remember now. My dad was doing kung fu in jeans for some reason. Right? Remember? (laughs) See, PTSD gives him the power. Casey focused on the jeans. 
so much. All I heard was, oh, Kung Fu with jeans. It's not. It's 1998. They're not. There's not a lot of lycra in jeans. Excuse you. It's 1998. We've had Chuck Norris's action jeans for years. <laughs> I That's to keep forgot. him chased. God damn it. Uh, PTSD gives him the power to fight back, and he defeats Seagull with the fatal deviation move he learned from the monks. Oh, C-Case, that's why it's called Fatal Deviation. What was it? Why is that called Fatal Deviation? That was the name of the move. Was that the guy? Did he die? I don't think so. Then it's not fatal, so... It's a deviation, though. No, no. Fatal is the first word. (laughs) <laughs> so it means that is the you know what I mean like that's the main show fatal you wouldn't call it, a fatal half chub is a half chub you die from getting it's not a half chub that almost kills you Jimmy jacked on his win runs out and beats up some guys harassing the monks then he saves Nicola by snapping Mikey's neck like Zod in the Snyder Superman film predictably Laughlin tries to pull up, I killed your dad, you killed my son, now prepare to die. Too bad Jimmy takes his gun and murders him in front of Nicola, just like he did Mikey. You know, because watching your love interest murder people is just the best, hottest way to start a new relationship. He pulls a you got your traumatic chocolate and my traumatic peanut butter. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, oh shit, now we got a sword fight about it. Yeah, it, I... I'm not sure this is the exact quote, but it was, you killed my son, so I'm going to kill you like I killed your dad. Jimmy takes the gun and replies with, you killed my dad, so now I'm going to kill you like I killed your son. Which one, you didn't use a shotgun, so not true. Come on. Number two, is that the best you got, really? No, you? Come on. It's what I would expect from a movie who the top quote on the IMDb page is Mikey saying, you made me look bad and that's not good. I yeah, love that line. Mikey, that's, that's such a great line. That's He's how bad in touch works. with his I, feelings. Was that a boy's own lyric? I hope it could so. have been. You made me feel bad and that's not good. <laughs> I, I would be lying if I said I haven't just... All I've done since I heard that line is thought about how I'm going to be at work at some point this week. And I'm going to say that you made me feel bad and that's not good. (laughs) Put it in an email so you can be fired, you fucking weirdo. (laughs) Are we still doing the plot? I'm afraid to ask now. Okay. All right. So let's, before we get into anything, let's give a little bit of context for what this movie is. Please, I'd love some. So... The reason that this movie exists is that its writer and star, James Bennett, really, really, really wanted to be in martial arts movies. Yeah, the I first can tell. scene of the film was a great sign. It's a picture of Van Damme. And I was yeah. like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Immediately, yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. And it's, it's very obvious what type of martial arts movies he wants to be in because- This is like borderline copyright infringement. (laughs) Damn near, but, but, and yes, we're going to make fun of a lot of things during this episode, but let me say, for being shot on a home movie in 1998, this movie is 
fucking fantastic. Yeah. So while it's wow, fucking fantastic. While, while this is technically a movie, in reality, this is a resume. James Bennett yes. had nothing <laughs> that he was in. He wanted to make martial arts movies, so he just got out his fucking family's VHS recorder and for a thousand pounds made Ireland's first martial arts film. And You're goddamn right he did. Yeah. At some point, he got uh, another guy that showed up that had a second camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, they got multi-cam setups here. They, if you read the credits, there's an uh, additional camera credit. <laughs> that is wonderful. Yeah, and if you didn't read the credits, they were at the very beginning of the film. Oh, my with God, With just, yeah. like, a black screen and white credits. And I'm That going, laser well. printer is paying in spades. Yeah. <laughs> and look, despite everything else we're going to say here... As a freshman martial arts effort for your entire goddamn country? Bravo. This was great. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's let's talk martial arts, because this is a martial arts film first. Yes. It is. Absolutely. The martial arts for just a dude off the street wanting to make a movie are fucking fantastic. He does so many iconic JCVD scenes in this where he does the um, hard target where he almost kicks a guy in the face and just holds it there and the guy's like, oh, I gotta get... He does that. He does it's, the splits twice. Smooth, but it does One of them good. is perf- almost perfect. He's not as loose in the hip as Van Damme, but still super fucking impressive. Yeah, yeah his splits... His splits were fucking solid. I mean, again, he's no Van Damme, but impressed. It's really obvious that this dude has put in a shit ton of work. uh, Number one, just in physical fitness. He's he's in incredible shape. And number two, he has obviously, like, watched and rewatched and, like, slow-mo rewatched every Van Damme film that has ever come out and practiced the moves in his house. And he, I would love to have him on this podcast if he would ever oh my want God. to. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yes. So he, here's a question for you guys then. As Dave had mentioned, it's um, borderline borrowing from a lot, of, a lot of better movies, including a lot of Van Damme films. So what was your favorite Van Damme scene that Jimmy Bennett reproduced in Fatal Deviation? Man, I, I, it's an easy one for me. It's because it's not a direct Van Damme ripoff. It's just sort of like the type of movies Van Damme made. But right at the beginning of the film when he rescues Nicola, with, uh, a, he knocks someone over the hood of a car, leaps over <laughs> the hood to kick them again, and then just mm-hmm. grabs their feet to flip them over a bridge. Yeah, you yes. hurt that guy. Uh, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that guy probably. Neck. Yeah. There were a lot of injuries on the set of this film. And it, I, I, to his credit, great martial artist. Unfortunately, it's very obvious they don't know as much about how to make movie martial arts. <laughs> Both in like how to film it to make it look at its absolute best and to how to not and how to not hurt people. I'm gonna say the the beach silhouette kung fu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um because mm. like you said, it was Probably impressive martial artsily, yeah. but not all of it recorded well. Where I'm just like, this looks like weird rave dancing, though. The way you're doing yeah. it, like where he's mm, doing like helicopter kicks, and and there's the sun setting in the background. 
Oh no no no, that's cool. Oh. Like keep doing that. Keep doing yeah. that. Um also I'm going to put a, another runner in there of the second time he comes back from the grocery store he actually gets groceries this time and drops them on the ground to like kick a guy over the car like Dave was saying. <laughs> when he gets home he puts his groceries down on the table and then reaches in and there's just like wet eggs everywhere. Bro, you threw the groceries down with <laughs> eggs in there. Like, I go the speed limit when I get eggs and bread in a trip. See, I was doubly confused by that because, like, where your eggs just, like, he just puts his hand into the bag yeah. and pulls it straight out covered in egg yolk. Were your eggs just loose in the bag because yeah, they were broken? It like a whole egg onto the table. Like a yeah, whole yeah, wet egg Like, it's a whole table. egg with the shell. <laughs> And, like, dude, that egg was broken before you ever got in a fight. Where is right? the carton? My favorite Van Damme ripoff scene is uh, a scene copied from Bloodsport. And it's where Jimmy throws an elbow and then hits the guy and does the whole straining his face and looking really hard. Like, mm, ah! yeah. and they slow-mo it. And he's just like flexing and all of his veins are popping out and i died in the same vein can i add one onto yours is when he does the come on come on like van damme does i'm like no yeah and but maybe honestly maybe i just love how much you love him so we have a a relatively fully structured fighting tournament being held in a in a monastery with goddamn hay bales to sit on hay bales and like brick it's fucking ireland walls, torches in sconces on the wall yeah and hay bales to sit on and there's all of like 14 people in the audience there there are as many people fighting in this tournament as there are people <laughs> showing up to watch it and yet, apparently, we are flying in people from overseas to fight here. But several of the fighters are good in there because they use, and this is something I say all the fucking time, they use a bunch of pro wrestling moves. Oh, yeah, we get yeah, yeah. elbow drops. We get suplexes. We get power yes. bombs. Right? I loved and the American. It looks fucking great as action in movies. Yeah, the Kubite was actually probably some of the best filmed fighting in this movie. And I think For a lot sure. of it was the wrestling moves because they inherently are designed to be sold on film. So it just works really, really well rather than trying to fake something that was supposed to hurt someone. I really feel like Fatal Deviation, the martial arts punches way above its weight class because the the film, right? And these are things we'll talk about in a bit, but the film has uh, terrible aesthetics and there's, like, no lighting, and so a lot of it looks really cheaply produced, and then you get to the martial arts, and it it is much better than it has any right to be, and it <laughs> it does, it has solid choreography and decent action, and it's not too cutty, and the shots are kind of wide, like, it's, it's, it's sort of impressive, yeah. especially for what it is. Especially the the pacing of the first half of the movie. Like, they keep it moving. If you had... Okay, if this movie was a, peer, a person, they're an absolute knockout with some beer goggles on. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, kind of what you're looking for. Don't look too close the next morning. But, like, honestly, I think this guy did a great job of composing 
and making this movie on the budget he had with the experience he had, I've seen better produced movies do it worse. <laughs> I definitely agree that it it punched out of its weight class in the martial arts. I think it was basically someone who loved martial arts movies, knew nothing about making movies. <laughs> And started with the end product and tried to reverse engineer the process. Sure, yeah, that checks out. Didn't do, but like, okay, this is called Ireland's Worst Movie, blah, blah, blah. Wow, wow, Ireland, this is your worst movie? I'd like to welcome you to Neil fucking Breen. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, don't shit on these guys. This was fucking great. Okay. That's your worst? Okay, but there are some... Fairly critical mistakes along the way. Case in point. <laughs> yes. The note that was supposed to say lose or else that yes, said okay. loose L-O-O-S-E and sure. they just kept it. Why? Maybe they spell it different over there. You know, like in no. England, they they add like O-U-G-H to stuff and like, okay, so you're complete. Okay, lighting. Let's talk about lighting really quick. Every time they had to go into Jimmy Bennett's house, he just had to leave the front door open every time he couldn't <laughs> close that door else it is. Because it's like a half cave house, I think. Or no, it's just a shed. But still, there's no fucking lights. There's, I don't know if there's electricity, if they have stuff they can break. It's, yeah. Lighting is hard. It's they one have, of the hardest parts of the movies we've yeah, found. I, I don't think they have lights. I no, think I don't we're think filming they do. all right. of this with natural light only. Whatever's in we'll the room. We'll film during the day. It shouldn't yeah. be a problem. And yeah. then you're like, mm. Or it is, though. Absolutely terrible audio. I'm pretty sure we're just recording with the camcorder's audio. Uh, because there's Probably. at least two or three scenes in the movie where they very clearly had to re-record it after the fact and did just the worst job of dialogue replacement. <laughs> Can I ask a question? Yeah. Is it was one of them when they, he was in the bar and scream sits down at the bar and just screams the word beer to order? <laughs> I could never be a server in Ireland if that's like the norm. Yeah, I that's a I that's a movie thing that I have never seen happen in real life where somebody just saddles up to the bar and says, "Give me a beer." Like I know even back then you had more than one, man. <laughs> I know, it's right? 1998, he sits down at the bar and literally goes, "Bear." <laughs> it's guttural, it's angry. I don't know what the fu- I no, dude, like you don't need more reasons to be aggressive. After kicking his way into the bar by beating up the um the bouncers, bouncers that we're gonna let him in. So yeah, he needs to he needs to get that beer and go, man. <laughs> Wait. He just committed assault. So yeah, good kung fu, bad lighting, bad sound. Uh, I'm not gonna call it a bad soundtrack. I am gonna call it a questionable soundtrack. <laughs> Hey, I've seen a lot worse. I've I'll seen I've seen a lot worse. I I've seen a lot worse too. There's just there's two uh, there's I think two scenes with the love interest Nicola that very much have the vibe of late 90s music video and it just wasn't what I was expecting <laughs> from this. Yes. So that kind of dovetails into what what reminded me and the the line that this movie walked between like fun canon movie and something else of there was a lot of music videos there was a lot of fucking 
long flashbacks of shit we've already seen mm-hmm. yeah. to the point of like where I think it was shooting for Bloodsport, but it went more Toxic Avenger where I feel like <laughs> it just summed up what we were just doing for the last 45 minutes. I'm like, no, I've been here the whole time, brother. I've been glued. Did not need that. But also a hallmark of a band. They're trying to, you know, fill. They got time to fill. The flashbacks killed me because uh, they start way too young. Like we start with Jimmy as a like six year old kid being bullied in school, and we're supposed yes. to be taking this as the start of his arc to being a kung fu master. Right. And I really and they they keep doing it, showing him older and older and older. And I wish they had done that in reverse. We start with the most recent one and just keep going younger and younger and younger so that it's during the Kumite fight. He's flashing back to being a six-year-old kid bullied in school, and that's what suddenly gives him the power to get up off the ground. (laughs) Okay, what about the time that Jimmy fucking kicks a, a dude in the motorcycle helmet off a dirt bike? Ow! God! My foot hurt watching that. Hard target, baby. Yeah, but it was very hard target. Although and there's one, not not from the training montage. It's a shot very early in the film that I do take issue with. And this is just a result of the very, very low budget and this dude making it on his own property, I assume. So when Jimmy first comes back to his hometown and gets into the shed he trains in, I guess, there's a lock on the front door. which he picks up a huge rock and the movie implies he smashes the lock with, but he just holds it. Grab a rock. That's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. He he just holds it up, kind of moves it in front of the camera. And then we're shown an unlocked lock because (laughs) very clearly someone off camera went, dude, don't break my lock. I need that lock. Or they tried and were like, fuck, that's harder Man, than that's it looks. Just lock. unlock it. <laughs> I really would have loved it if they would have just had him like swinging at it and then cut and the lock was like open and swinging so that it was very obviously cut like a cheap <laughs> old movie. I would have loved that, to be honest. Like, give me some camp here. Also, it shows him cleaning a lot in the beginning, and I appreciate that. Jimmy likes to clean. I see you, Jimmy. So we don't at first see Jimmy in, he's a big dude, but he's in fairly blousy clothing. And so you don't really know what he's like. And then he grabs a fucking bale of hay and tosses it across the barn like it weighs six pounds. And I'm like, oh, oh, he's jet. And then later they show him without his shirt and he's fucking ripped. Or he has the tiny, like, muscle tank top like spaghetti string tank top yeah yeah those shirts are an absolutely terrible choice but jimmy has the traps that shirt was designed for and yes yeah Yeah. those he's basically one of like 97 people on the planet that should ever wear that right no he is fucking huge he is and it's not just up top like he has like his legs are nicely done he has the exact replica kickboxer shorts he yeah. cut him like little yes. jagged. Oh, my yes. God. I loved it so much. This is a love letter, and I uh, am reading it, and I support your love. Okay. Can can we talk wardrobe choices here? Cause sure. Because when Jimmy goes to the woods oh, to get trained by the monk, yes. the monk wakes him up by throwing water in his face and 
throws a pair of shorts at him and tells him, get changed. And he gets changed into these white shorts that the bottoms are supposed to look ragged, but they've just been cut into little triangles. Those are like the shorts yeah. that yeah. I'm talking ta- Yeah. They're like yeah. Fred Van Flintstone Dam- shorts. Sure. I know, but Van Dam has those same shorts in uh, Kickboxer. But they're actually ripped. And that right. is exactly yeah. what it was an homage yeah, they were, to. They weren't Fred Flintstone shorts. <laughs> they were pretty close. Okay, we're we're talking about wardrobe. Can we talk about the wardrobe of of the best character in this film? Okay, if we're talking wardrobes, I have contention with the fact that Sweet D and Billy Jack, or I'm sorry, Jimmy, go on a picnic, and she's wearing pleather pants. Yeah, yeah. Just, what right? is the temperature and humidity out there? That pleather pants are the ones you chose to wear today. She just got back from an Alice in Chains concert. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Or they're going right. to one after the picnic. I don't know. Did you pay attention to what was at the picnic? No, like, I couldn't stop. I was hooked and I couldn't stop staring. There's an empty bottle of wine. There's an apple. There's a banana. And then there's like eight oranges. <laughs> So this dude just dumped a fruit basket in a picnic <laughs> basket and yeah. then ran out the door. Also, it's like, man, I want her to be sleepy. <laughs> oh, no, that's not good. Yeah. No, that's like, I don't want to fuck her. I just want to keep getting her sleepy right. so that I can just leave. Also, also in the wardrobe department, I loved that uh, both our main character, James, and his father had uh, custom geese that they wore when yeah. they trained. And on the yeah. back yes. of them, it said Bennett, Ireland, but it was written in the like Asian style font, <laughs> which yeah. is very accurate font. for like late nineties. Taekwondo is crazy. Everything's terrible. It was a fun flashback moment. We really got into fonts in the nineties. I think if we're talking about wardrobe choices, we have to mention the greatest wardrobe choice, which is a random character that's introduced in the movie who uh, only exists for, I guess, comedic relief. But he steps out of his trailer wearing a Stetson and a jockstrap and a pistol and nothing else. Mm -hmm. He had boots on. Oh, and he had boots on. But then he goes (laughs) and he takes the jockstrap and pistol and boots off and leaves the Stetson on and hops into a hillbilly hot tub, which is a bathtub under which a fire is burning which they appear to have really done on the day yeah because the dude ended up with burns all over his back i felt very bugs bunny about the whole thing where i'm like i don't know where this is going yeah i genuinely do not understand how he factors into the plot and he's only in the scene to like show up some shit goes down he gets out and runs off and that's it right they just wanted Never to have a again. naked cowboy i guess <laughs> i i don't know whose choice that was but i'm glad that you stuck by that one of them had been to new york the year before he went to times square he fell in love with the place <laughs> they watched trl over there come on i am uh impressed that fatal deviation chose to drop dong Right on fucking screen. <laughs> I appreciate that we never saw tits. We only saw dongs. It's true. Yeah. Granted, Thank v- you. VHS been compressed many times since <laughs> dongs. So, like, 
I'm pretty sure they did. I can't confirm. <laughs> it's not small. It's just compressed right now. Many, many times. Uh. God, I forgot about the naked cowboy because this film is How? just. How? That was actually my brain. The moment I was drank I was so this in. <laughs> This felt like speed reading an Anne Rice novel and trying and having a pop quiz of like what color was the wallpaper on page 43. <laughs> like there's so much. Did we talk about the wizard? No, we forgot yeah. to talk about the wizard because this movie <laughs> is so much. Yeah. So Jimmy gets trained by a monk with the hardest air quotes I can possibly deliver. Because this is the most wizard-ass looking dude I've ever seen in my life. He has brown wizard robes. He has a long wizard beard. It's just an alcoholic whose preferred pronoun is monk. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Fuck. Okay, so I... One of the things that I was picking on about the monk is that he has a clearly printed on an inkjet printer advertisement for his kumite that he's hanging up that Casey had talked about earlier with the decorative background and he's using a rock to hammer it in. Like you have an inkjet printer, but you can't yes. get a fucking hammer. Like go to Harbor Freight, my man. Nah, he just didn't think far enough ahead. He just showed up with his sweet ass scroll and was like, wait, fuck. I got a Shit. scroll. I got nails. The yeah. tape isn't working. <laughs> I clearly, this man doesn't think terribly far ahead. His eyes glitter with magic and madness at all times. And I'm not sure that the words he's speaking comprehend. Or I'm not sure that he comprehends his own words. Okay, to be honest, I don't know that the movie would be at all worse if he was just a wizard instead of a kung fu month. Like, if Jimmy was just ran into him and he's like, I'm a wizard, but you're going to learn kung fu by yeah. doing what I say. Absolutely. I'd go, sure, all right. Yeah. 100%. I'm on board. That's a great right. plot. It just takes time to cast strong magic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's yeah. one part training and one part infusing him or whatever. I'd believe that. Also, of other speaking of monks in general, the monks at the Irish Kumite, um, they kept saying, like, remember, there's no rules. And all I can think is is just right. Like they're fighting at an outback steakhouse. And yeah. really, if you look at it in that veneer, it's even more impressive. <laughs> they're very they're very proud of the fact there are no rules in their kumite. And I really wanted somebody to be like, oh, no rules? Gun. Bang. I, yeah, I know, right? Right? <laughs> what? You like, said I, there's no rules. I was waiting for also. Why does it have to be, if there's no rules, why does it have to be settled by combat? Like, I I really wanted two of them to, like, sit down and, like, play a game of Go Fish or something. Now kiss. <laughs> why, why do they have to fight? There's no rules. The rules don't say that I have to punch them out. Mikey, the bad guy's son's just like, I'll give you ten grand to go home right now. I win! <laughs> Yay! So, at first, we didn't know who Mikey was. We thought it was the old man. And I'm like... Ew, she's got to date this old man? <laughs> and felt worse, but then, like, God, Mikey was such a little shit. I was yeah. like, eh, yeah, at the, least the old man would be fun. The main villain's son, Mikey, is 
very good for the role he's supposed to serve. Uh, he's such an <laughs> asshole. Uh, he's terrible to the girl. I loved the scene where he's, uh, where he tries to intimidate her into moving in with him. Yeah, you live in a weird trailer in the swamp. Like, why don't you move in with me? I have running water that doesn't need to be like refilled. Yeah, just very confusing set design, but great character. Uh, and also, we discovered after watching this movie that Mikey previously had a career in what might be Ireland's only boy band. I don't know. I haven't looked up to see <laughs> if they have went others. To only, just right off the bat. I, I hope so, <laughs> because I the name also of the band, hope so. Yeah, after <laughs> the name of the listening. band is Boyzone, and it is. Like staring into the void if the void was comprised of nothing but terrible 90s music. <laughs> I immediately started singing a Spice Girls song over one of them, and it was like, this is the same, I'm not getting sued. It, mm-hmm. it sounds like a bunch of guys were trying to karaoke a boy band song, but the machine glitched and the lyrics aren't coming up. So they're just kind of going with the vibe. What was the line that sent me? I don't. Oh, my God. The song I listened to was like talking about bend me, fold me. Just like, okay, they all they want to get pegged. (laughs) At least they're telling it. Thank you for communicating. Now get over that couch. Yeah. Or love me for a reason and let the reason be love. That is circular logic, boy zone. All right, well, before we go on about this movie for longer than the runtime of this movie, we should probably get down to the question we ask every week. So, Jay, we'll kick it off with you. From 1998, Ireland's first martial arts film, Fatal Deviation, would you watch it again? Ooh, I definitely wax poetic about the the martial arts in this movie. It is certainly a lot of fun in that respect. The... Pacing in the plot is kind of wild, and it mostly works. Like, it, it moves pretty fast, but there are a few times where the movie slows down to a crawl, and that's maybe, like, the double montages. However, I really enjoyed this. Like, as someone who loves Van Damme films, this is the kind of homage that I can respect. I kept seeing... I. I I didn't get mad that I kept finding Van Damme films in this. I kept getting really excited to recognize all of the scenes. I thought Jimmy did a great job having fun with this role. I had a blast. I'm absolutely going to watch Fatal Deviation again. Like, this has made it into, like, maybe my top 10, top 20 bad movies. It's, it's an instant banger. But Casey... What about you? 1998's Fatal Deviation, would you watch it again? So I tend to love films like a Neil Breen film where you're just like in awe of his hubris and just like uh, you like you want to see the guy fail sort of a deal. This is the exact opposite. This is made with the best intentions of I don't think this is Jimmy Bennett 100% saying like I'm going to be a movie star this is how there's no ego in this this is a I am bowing to my favorite martial artist and if I get famous also cool but I loved this movie you start with a, a shot of JCVD I'm hooked and then it just kept pulling me in the action 
like you said, Jay, definitely punched up from what I expected from the, the cinematography, which, hey, you work with what you've got. Yeah, I would absolutely Ooh. watch this again. I'm excited to watch this again. I think more people need to watch this movie. It's fucking fantastic. But Dave, you are the one that discovered this and brought it. Did it live up to your expectations? Did you have expectations? Do you know any forest wizards we could go hang out with? And would you watch 1998's Fatal Deviation again? I don't know any forest wizards, at least not any I would want to hang out with. <laughs> you when, fucking tell me if you do, though. When I've encountered people on my walk through the forest, I do my best to avoid eye contact. <laughs> but I, it's amazing how deeply this movie felt like it was buried to me and then how much there was about it once I had discovered it. I can't believe this movie wasn't on my radar before. This is uh, an absolute love letter to Van Damme and martial arts movies from people who do not know how to make Van Damme or martial arts movies. But goddamn, are they passionate? Them. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Like the energy's infectious. It really is. It really is. I I had an absolute blast with this movie. I'm excited to watch it again and try and figure out what the fuck is going on. The wizard alone sold me. He's not a monk. He's a fucking wizard. <laughs> So yeah, I'm yeah. absolutely going to watch Fatal Deviation again. Yeah. And so should you. So that's three out of three of us would watch Fatal Deviation again. I might go do that right now. I don't know. But what about you, listener at home? Do you think it's worth a rewatch? But that is it for Across the Pond. We are done with movies what from the United Kingdom. It really, really was. Casey, what are we going to be doing next week and next month? Whoop, whoop. Pull over. This cinema is too fat. We are going to be deep diving undercover for Cops and Donuts Month, where we watch movies all about the police. And I'm sure they're always going to be painted in a good light. I'm going to kick it off with Dead Heat, starring Treat Motherfucking Williams. Always a treat. And Joe Piscopo. Who the fuck? Well, we'll just have to wait till next week. In the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Casey.Cinema. Like us on Facebook, sh.ttycinema. If you've got a little extra cash for these asses, check out Patreon slash Shitty Cinema or PeepShittyCinema.com. Check the show notes for those links. And in the meantime, let's turn off the lights, go hang with a wizard in the woods, and go fight for the one woman in the whole fucking village, Smurfette. <laughs> <laughs>